If I could describe to get my life tour in one word, it would be vulnerability. Showing up for yourself is so important. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I'm your host, Lydia T. Blanca. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Get My Life Tour. It is me, your host, Lydia T. Blanco. And as always, I am super excited that you decided to show up for yourself and join me here on tour. If this is your first time, welcome. Look at you. You you showed up. That is major. And if you are joining me on tour me since day one, day 30, yesterday, or whatever day you joined us, I'm so glad that you decided to come back for more. I am thrilled about today's stop on the tour because it is all things sparkle. And our guest is going to be taking center stage. And when I tell you she is someone who you should know, you probably already know her. I'm just going to, I'm like, having this pregnant pause because I want to like do a drum roll, but y'all know we don't have those kinds of sound effects on Get My Life Tour. But look, today's guest is Morgan Angelique Owens. She is incredible. Morgan, say hi to the people real quick. Hey, (laughs) y'all. I love that we both say hey, y'all. I'm so excited about her. But you know what? I want to tell you more about Morgan because she has found her sparkle and she wants to help you find this top of the Get My Life Tour. Morgan is an entrepreneurial firebird that has immersed herself in the art of helping women reach their highest levels of growth, profit, and success. Cure the bag. Morgan, come on now. She is a Cincinnati, Ohio native and graduated Miami University in Oxford and has masterfully integrated her savvy as a corporate executive, entrepreneur, and motivation expert to ignite passion, infuse purpose, and inspire excellence in girl bosses, all of the girl. We're going to add in guy bosses, too, because we have a few men tuned in to the Get My Life Tour. You know, yes, ma'am. So Morgan is here. I don't want to read her entire bio because I want her to share who she is in her own words, but help me in joining into the Get My Life Tour. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You know, I'm so excited that you are here too, because we have taken our digital connection offline, which is so exciting and so important, right? When we talk about cultivating relationships and rooting for one another as women and just as people in general. So thank you for taking the time to be here on the Get My Life Tour. And thank you in advance, because I know you are about to drop major gems. Oh, it is my pleasure. And like I told you, I took my lashes off because I know I'm about to cry. And so I apologize (laughs) to your audience because I am an ugly crier, but I'm so glad that you don't get to see me ugly cry. (laughs) You know what? Look, we have had many moments here. I'm a virtual hug giver. We take the time we need. Okay. In your own words, because you, I could read your bio and keep going and keep going and keep going. But in your own words, tell the people who you are. Who is Morgan? Yeah. So I always like to say I'm just a girl who found her sparkle. 
I tell people all the time, you know, I'm so blessed and fortunate to have all those accolades. Um, But what people don't get to see all the time is what happened behind all those accolades. So I don't Mm. like to focus on them as much because people can go on the website and read how bomb I am and stuff. But that's right. (laughs) But I I always... I always like to share, you know, what's behind the scenes because I feel people need that, especially now in this world. You know, people need transparency. They see, you know, people going to the mountaintop, but you don't always hear about people that started at the lowest of lows. So Morgan A. Owens is just a girl who found her sparkle and is just trying to ignite other sparkles in other people. You know, I love that. And I want to know how you divine, define sparkle. Like, what is that? I think of glitter, shimmering lights, like <laughs> confetti and just yes. all of this magical <laughs> dust. Yes, I, and it can be. But for me, sparkle is th- your inner love, right? Your inner self-love. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, people think, oh, Morgan, that's so corny, you know, sparkle, self-love. But really, your self-love is the key to your success. And I'm going to say that again. Your self-love is the key to your success. So whether you're in corporate wanting to climb that corporate ladder, if you don't love yourself, you'll succumb to things that, you know, you don't feel that's right. You'll succumb to things that you know that you're stuck and you won't, you know, try to break through. Um, You won't go for that job. You won't interview for a new job. If you're an entrepreneur, you know, you hear no's all the time, right? You get hear no's, you get doors slammed in your face. If you don't have that self-love to hear things like, oh, you can't be successful because you're black. You can't be successful because you're a black woman. You're, you can't be successful because your your brand's all pink and, and glitter and sparkly. I'm like, yes, I can. Right. <laughs> you know, you have to have that self-love um, to open up anything, whether it be for me, it was to leave toxic relationships. It was to, um, you know, I was stuck in a corporate job that I was overqualified for. I was living check to check. Um, I wasn't happy with my looks, my body, um, struggled weight all my life. And at some point, you know, it just gets to be too much. And so for me, it's, you know, I found my sparkle and that sparkle has opened up so many doors that I never thought were possible. And so long story short, sparkle is your self-love. I I love that. You know, I think when people see the pink, they hear the word sparkle, they automatically assume that everything is good, everything is pretty, and there's no struggle associated with that. But when you say right. sparkle is self-love, it, it makes you take a step back and wonder, oh my gosh, am I sparkling bright tonight? Right. (laughs) Sparkle. Like, how do I get more sparkle? And, you know, I want to pose that question to you. What did you say? I need more sparkle. And what did that look like? Yeah. To self-love. Right. So, like I said, you know, my, well, I've struggled with my weight all my life. And it wasn't until I was in sixth grade that I realized I didn't look like everyone else that I went to school with. So my parents, You know, they grew up differently than me and my older brothers. They gave us a completely different life than what they had. So we didn't have to struggle like they did about their next meal or where they're going to get their next, you know, clothing from. Um, They sent us to private schools. So in turn, I went to school with people who didn't look like me. 
And, mm. you know, I, you know, I'm a typical black girl, you know, I've had thick thighs since sixth grade. Now people are trying to buy these thighs. Okay. 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 So, okay. <laughs> you know, a little thick, a little thick, thick, but, um, you know, <laughs> at six <laughs> in sixth grade, you know, for me, it was my crush, right? In sixth grade, your crush is, uh, how they think of you means everything, right? So my friend three-way called my crush. And of course, you know, at the time in sixth grade, your crush means everything to you. So we had to, um, I had to hold the receiver at the end of my phone. Cause you know, back in the day, the rotary phones, we didn't have the mute button. Right. So you had to hold it <laughs> so people wouldn't hear you breathe. Um, and so she asked him, you know, what do you think of Morgan? Do you think she's cute? And he said, I think she's cute, but I think she would be prettier if she was, she wasn't overweight or fat. Mm. And so at sixth grade, that was my first realization that someone who I liked didn't like me because of my looks. Right. And I would carry that theme with me throughout my really till my late twenties. I equated my self-worth with what, how other people thought of me. Mm. Um, You know, so like I mentioned, you know, my parents gave us a better life, but in turn, you know, I dealt with going to a school where, you know, a lot, not a lot of people look like me. Like I said, I had thick thighs in sixth grade. Um, You know, my hair was thick, curly and black. Um, The black boys at my school didn't want me because I wasn't a white. And then, you know, the white boys didn't want me because I was black. And then in turn, you know, black boys at other schools didn't want me because they said I talk white. And I'm like, well, what, what does that mean? You know, what, what, is, uh. what the hell does that mean? Because my parents have paid for education for me. And so I dealt with that internally. You know, my parents always, you know, told me I was beautiful. I was smart. But I'm like, they're my parents. That's what they're supposed to do. Right. Right. And so. I never wanted to tell my parents that I didn't love myself because I thought I would have done them an injustice. I I never wanted them to feel like they failed as a parent. Right. Mm. Um, I felt like I failed myself. So, you know, I took these feelings with me and I kept them inside and things just mounted and, and combined until the time that I was in 11th grade where I told someone over AOL instant chat that I wanted to take a handful of, of pills and just end it all. And I don't think I would have actually went through with it, but I'm so glad that they reached out to someone who they knew at my school. They weren't even at my school. And next thing I know, you know, here comes typical black parents, bum rush your room and say, you know, what's going on here? You know what I mean? What's going on here? Taking everything out of my room that could, you know, harm me. And, you know, I had to talk through it with them. And at that time, you know, I was, you know, and, and people would have never guessed, Lydia, because I was a cheerleader. I was on the dance team. I was mm-hmm. captain of varsity cheerleading. Yeah. I was voted best sense of humor in my class. You know, I wore a mask, but yeah. people didn't know deep down that I didn't love Morgan. Morgan hated herself. Mm. And so, you know, I, I quit cheerleading because my parents wanted me to focus on me. Um, so I got over that part of wanting to, you know, end it all, but I still dealt with that insecurity about not being good enough or, you know, my body being the reason that people didn't want to be with me. And so, you know, in my book, I talk about just entering unhealthy relationships, um, friendships, as well as relationships, because you can have a toxic friendship, right? Friendships are relationships too. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Um, Losing weight, very unhealthy, um, 
super quick weight loss, you know, doing things that just push me out of what everything that I was raised to do. Right. Um, and then at 27, it just became too much to bear. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had to have that honest conversation with myself and say, okay, Morgan, you're stuck in a job that you don't really like, that you're overqualified for. You're entering all these toxic relationships where these men either ghost you or use you for what they want and then they leave. You're, you don't like your body. You don't like your looks. Um, you know, what's the common denominator here? Mm. And it was me. I said, Morgan, it's you, sis. What are you doing to attract this type of, you know, behavior? So I've always been a believer of, you know, you give what you get. Whatever you put out into the, the, the atmosphere, you receive it. And mm. so I went and talked to a therapist. And if you ever want someone to, to judge you but not judge you, you know, go seek a therapist. That is what they're there for. They won't run yeah. and tell you business. You know, they're not going to be like your parents and, you know, tell you things. Or they're not going to be like friends who are going to run around and, and tell you business behind your back. Right. That is what they're there for. So, you know, I went to her. She gave me some stuff to do. I worked on me. And I made that conscious decision because it is a decision and that you make every day is, you know, what, Morgan, whatever weight you are, whether you go up 20 pounds, down 20 pounds, whether you wear lashes one day, whether you wear makeup, whether you're this or that, you have to love you for you. Right. And as soon as I made that mindset switch and found my sparkle, things just just started opening, opening wide for me. Morgan, thank you so much for sharing that. And it just brings up so many things for me. Number one, there are so many seeds that are planted in our lives early on that we water over time and don't even realize we're watering with, you know, insecurity, with doubt, with fear and so many other things. And they just grow these huge plants that we have to uproot later in life, right? Through things like right. therapy, um, through things like being able to find our sparkle and fall in love with ourselves over time. We have so many parallels. It is insane. You know, I, I share that we met online uh, and we're able to connect in different ways. But girl, when I tell you, I, I just am so in awe of you. Like I too was a cheerleader. I was, you know, varsity captain. I was varsity captain since I think sophomore year. Cause we just had a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And I remember receiving so much attention, so many accolades. And, um, what, what are those things called Morgan when you're voted? Um, like, Oh, superlatives. Yes, superlatives. Yeah. Girl, I could not think of the word. Thank you so much. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being my left brain. And um, yes. you never know why someone is as ambitious and as out there as they are. You know, for so long, I hid behind the extracurriculars. And I think over mm -hmm. time in our lives, those extracurriculars look different relationships, right? Um, someone who has so much sparkle, right? You never know what it is that keeps them glistening. But I love how you transform that into self 
love. And it is so important. I think a number of people who are tuned in can relate to that. You know, a lot of people think they know you because of how you show up in the world, but they don't know, like you said, Mm -hmm. what's going on in the background. Right. So let's talk about more of that work you did, you know, and finding your sparkle. You went from, you know, that girl to that girl who had to do her work, right? That woman who had to do her work. Can you share more about that process? Yeah. So, you know, like I said, you know, she made me look inwards. Okay. So Morgan, if you don't like your weight, what are you doing about it? Are you eating healthy? Are you working out? And I wasn't. So I had just, I had graduated college in 2008, the recession hit. I was working four jobs back to back to back. So literally seven, literally seven in the morning till nine at night. And so I, you know, I wasn't taking care of me working back to back to back that long takes one, a toll on your mental health, but also your body. Mm-hmm. And then I was also that black girl that didn't want to work out because I didn't want to let my edges out. Right. Oh, well. <laughs> and so it's like, <laughs> right. And it's like, make it make sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So instead of complaining, how are we going to fix it? And so I actually got inspired. That's how I started my first business, Curvy Cardio. Um, back then, you know, black women weren't working out. So curvy cardio was kind of a safe space for women of all shapes, sizes to come work out. I'm not the perfect body at any, um, shape or form, but I think that we, we needed that in the, in the fitness world. You know, you would see people working out that had these perfect shapes and that's not really encouraging. Sometimes that could be, you know, intimidating. Mm -hmm. So curvy cardio was born just to really empower women to love themselves from the inside out through fitness. Because if you work out, you keep it consistent, it's going to release endorphins and what endorphins make you happy, right? Right. But it's also a community of women who look like each other, that are helping each other, that have moments where, okay, I, you know, ate some pizza today or I overindulged in this. It's okay, sis. Tomorrow's a brand new day, right? And so, you know, she made me do that work and that inspired me to start that business. And then, okay, you're in toxic relationships. Well, how do these relationships form? You know, where are you finding these people? How, how, what are you doing to portray this? And for me, it was, I would cancel whatever I had going on to go spend time with that person. So if I had, if I had, you know, important meeting to go to, I would cancel it and I would go, you know, do whatever it is they wanted to do. So it's like, Morgan, why are you stopping your plans, your life? For them. And for me, it was, well, I thought if I didn't, then they wouldn't want to be with me. And then Mm. she goes, well, you don't need to be with them. If that's what triggers them, Mm. then you don't need to be with someone like that. I'm like, you know what? You're right, sis. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's just like everything started to make sense. And I'm not saying it takes, you know, overnight to find your sparkle, but Mm. it takes effort every day. Because even now, you know, there are days when I get in my own head and be like, okay, Morgan, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. Um, You know, I find myself comparing myself to other people's journeys. And I'm like, wait, nope, you got to put yourself in check. Like you can't compare yourself to everyone else because just like you tell people, you don't know my story, right? You don't know what they did to, to get to that level. You just see what people want you to see. And so just doing that and, you know, working inwardly, um, helped me to really find my sparkle. 
I love that. And you're also helping other women find their sparkle, which I think is so dope because it's so important for us to lift one another up. Right. And men too, you know, I don't know what men want to call it. I'm sure some men probably feel uncomfortable calling it their sparkle. (laughs) Maybe they like glisten or bling. I'm not sure. Fellas, you let me know. That's right. (laughs) Once you tune in. Um, Right. But whatever that is, is it is so important to be able to find but also requires collaboration and partnership you know no one gets to where they are on their own and if they do they're most likely lonely and a little bit mean right Uh, right (laughs) but what in what ways are you helping you know people find their sparkle sure so really I like to start with my young girls because that's where it starts because that's where it started with me. So, um, you know, I, I was currently, I was in five schools last school year. I was in three schools this school year. And I don't really talk about it much because I don't do it for, you know, the clout. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really for the girls. You know, they see me walk in and I get dressed for my girls, right? I, I, right. I put on a beat face. I put on some clothes. And every time I walk in there, they're like, oh, Miss Owens, where are you going? Um, you look fancy. I'm like, I'm, I dress up for you because you're worth it. You deserve okay. it. And so these are fifth and sixth grade girls that use language that I didn't even use until my 30s. So language like, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel good enough. They think I'm ugly. So what's the point of it all? These are young girls that already want to take their own lives. And I look at them and I say, you know, I, I understand how you feel. I was there once, but look at me now, you know, and I tell them, you know, they know I'm an entrepreneur. They know I have businesses and I tell them, I want you to be better than me, which a lot of women don't say to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, my, I had, I had women bosses all my corporate life. It was only one woman, one of my bosses that ever said, I want you to be better than me. Mm. And that really helped my mindset. I was like, what? You want me to be better than you? That's a real woman. What? Yes. But it just made me, that completely changed my mindset. And so when I talk to these, you know, young girls, it helps change their mindsets. You know, for them to think, oh, if someone called me ugly, oh, they called Miss Morgan ugly too, but she's really pretty. And she's out here with her own business. And she's out here rocking this and that, right? Oh, they get on me all the time with my shoes and and this. I mean, they know name brands. I'm like, how? how do you know about Gucci? Like, what do you know about <laughs> Chanel? Like you are in fifth grade, you know. but uh, yes. But, and I tell them like, I bought, I work hard. I can buy, you know, if I want to buy this, I can buy this for me. And that's what you need to do. You know, you're worthy. You're good enough. You're smart enough. And I affirm them and they affirm each other. We do that every session. And, you know, if it helps one girl, then I've done my job. Right. And so I like to start them young because, you know, we know some some women our age that are just mean. Right. And Oof. it's like, who hurt you? A lot right? of people. And they never dealt <laughs> who with Who hurt it. you, sis? Exactly. You know, I just have yeah. to interject really quickly because the way you show up is so important. You know, I often share with people in my background of growing up, you know, in the least touristy areas of the Bay Area. And we didn't have many women from the Bay who made it and came back. <laughs> Okay, Omil. Really? Right. Oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So I often share with people that I grew up in the least touristy areas of the Bay Area. And while there are very prominent people from the Bay, a lot of them do not come back. That's why going back and coming back home is so important to me. Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Right, girl. Look, I was hoping you didn't hear that. <laughs> now Ralph. Ralph up. is like, you know what? I hear you guys. Man. Okay. You know, right. but so many people did not come back. And it's so important to go home and to show mm-hmm. up the ways that others, you know, need to see us in the way that we need to. Right. I can only imagine when these young girls see you, you're healthy, you are whole, yeah. you are doing your work and you look good. OK, now, look, Morgan has talked about six Gray Morgan. I'm sure she was bad then too. She had a little Mike Jones. Moment. <laughs> no, I look like my dad with bangs. Oh, you know what? Like and it's fine. You know what? Because back then they didn't want you. Now you ha- they all up on you. Okay. In the hey. words of Mike Jones. Yes. Who? Mike Jones. Okay. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I say yes, that honey. to say, you know, Morgan is bad. Okay. I'm just going to give a disclaimer. She, <laughs> she, it's not even a disclaimer. It's, it's a fact. Okay. Morgan is bad. But it's so important that young black and brown or just young girls okay um see grown women as healthy as feminine okay as mature as supportive as you know who they are in their authentic nature you know i'm so glad that you're doing that work because to your point it is so true so many of us have been hurt and we carry that hurt and the question still stands, who hurt you, sis? And you don't even have to answer right. it, but you have to do the work if you want to continue to prevail in life. You know, you're also helping women entrepreneurs. You're helping people in corporate, you know, and I'm sure the same work that you do with the girls resonates with the grownups as well, because a lot of us forget the dreams of our childhood. We don't deal with our baggage. And in order to keep it moving, We've got to continue to do our work. So I just want to say that about you because it is so key. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You are welcome. I miss my young girls right now, too. I mean, that was like the best hour of my day is to just, you know, work with them and and just, you know, affirm them, lift them up. And, you know, they they give me life as well. They teach me all the TikTok dances. So I'm a little hey. rusty now. <laughs> yes, TikTok. Okay. <laughs> and Black culture that has made TikTok prominent. But this is not, not that stuff. I'm going to yes. get my life tour. But you know what? Right? <laughs> I want to talk about storytelling, right? A part of finding your sparkle is being able to sit down with yourself and identify the parts of your story that you want to tell to help you overcome, you know, I don't think we said it uh, because we're just so into our conversation, but you are an author, right? You are someone who tells your story, you know, as an entrepreneur who has a very prominent brand, but beyond that, you have shown up for yourself and being very vulnerable and transparent and sharing stories in your, you know, your book titled Find Your Sparkle. What was it like being still and finding the words to communicate what you experienced and what you overcame and then how did that help you heal as a woman? Yeah. So I decided to write the book. I want to say firstly, because I was tired of people saying, well, Morgan, I can't do what you're doing as an entrepreneur because, you know, my father wasn't this or I didn't get to go to schools like that. And I'm like, well, first off, you don't know my story. 
So let me go ahead and write it for you, right? And so I only meant to write the book, you know, at a low level, right? Not even for national, whatever it is turned into now. And so when I started writing my story, I, like you said, I was still, um, I was about to quit my corporate job and I just started writing and I didn't really start at one place. I just let myself write. So I, my, my degree is in creative writing. So I do have, um, a leg up on that. Um, so I found myself during the writing process, I would start crying and I would start crying because I had learned that I had suppressed a lot of memories, Lydia, um, um, especially the memory of, I'm trying to think in the book, the memory of the exact moment that I was going through about wanting to take my own life. Yeah. And that part of the book, a lot of people still didn't know about. At that point, I had told, I mean, my parents knew and I had told one friend. But up until that point, and that was when I was 11th grade, was it 15, 16 years old? And so I wrote the book when I was 32, and a lot of people were just shocked. And I was like, well, I was shocked too. Right. <laughs> you know, I was shocked too about a lot of this stuff that really came out, out of me. And some stuff didn't, didn't make the book because I wasn't ready to fully share everything that happened to me. Um, and I think that really was part of my healing process, right? Getting it out on paper, you know, thinking about it is one thing, but when you write pen to words and you read those words, it, it, it's so impactful. It does something to you. And I would cry and then I would have to walk away from it from, uh, for at least a couple of weeks. And so I tell people all the time, you know, it's okay to get it out. It's okay to walk away and it's okay to just live with it for a while until you're ready to keep going, right? Because you don't want to rush your story. You don't want to, you know, for me, I had suppressed those feelings for years and years and years. So for me, walking away, let me marinate in those feelings. It let me come to terms with those feelings. And it let me just, you know, reflect on how I wanted to proceed from there. Yeah. Um, like I said, it, I'm still dealing with things day by day. And, and that's okay. Um, and so, yeah, that moment being still and a moment, you know, writing the book where I was like, you know, what, I'm gonna write this book. It's only gonna take me three months. No, it took me a little bit over a year. And like I said, a lot of things didn't make it into the book, but that's another story to share right. that hopefully I will share soon. And I, I do share in pieces, um, different articles that I've written. I've, I've shared more and more things, especially about the Me Too movement. I had my own little, you know, um, run in when my first big girl job really, um, and so, you know, I'm still sharing, I'm still being transparent, but you have to share on your own yes. time. Say and, that again. Um, One you know, yes. you have to share on your own. Yes. You have to share at your own time. It's very important. You ain't got to tell everybody everything. Some things you can keep to yourself and heal yourself, but you ain't got to share with everyone everything. So I think that's the most important thing. You know, I, I had to ask you to say that again, because things take time, you know, we we think, especially in this time where a lot of people are personalizing their branding, that every moment belongs to others, right? Right. And I think that that is a very ooh, insensitive way to put yourself out there to yourself, right? It's insensitive to self. It's not right. very, you know 
thoughtful because you can really expose yourself to people and energies and I'll take it as far as spirits that you aren't ready to experience or have the capacity to rebuke, quite frankly. Um, So it is so important that people hear that because we're in an oversharing, you know, um, moment or just era, right? Everything I share, you know, on Wednesdays with Love Lydia Wednesdays, you know, pieces of information or advice, but I'm like, what do I, oh no, Mm, yeah, not that one. (laughs) I have to have those moments with myself because you never know what you are opening yourself to. And, you know, I think some people jump the gun when they're like, oh, if I just share this and maybe it's going to help somebody else, is it going to help you? Is the question that you have to ask, you know, you, oh my gosh, Morgan, you are phenomenal, okay? You oh, are. Thank oh you. my gosh. You're helping other women. You're helping entrepreneurs. You're helping young girls. Oh my gosh. Our black girls need us. Oh my gosh. Because they really you know, do. it's so important for us to be who we need, um, especially for those yeah. who don't have that. Yeah. And I would also say, you know, everyone isn't for you. So be careful what you put out there, even though, you know, like you said, you might feel like you're helping someone, but some people will take some information and and they will use it against you, but you have to be ready Mm -hmm. for that. You know, I shared with an ex once about how I wanted to take my own life. And when we were breaking up, he used that, he, he brought that up. And you know, like I'm, I was gonna take my life over his. Okay, well, so I don't know about this on here, but I was like, look, okay, look, what? Look, I was <laughs> like, and I was like, how dare you? You know what I mean? How dare mm. you? Had it been a couple of years ago, that might that might have broke me, but you just showed your whole funky ass right there when you said okay. that. And I mean, like, why, right? And but I was prepared for it, but I had shared that, so don't share things that you're not prepared for. Um, Because, like I said, everyone isn't for Mm. you. (sighs) (laughs) I just have to take a deep breath because it is so true. Um, Okay, look, you you said what you said. I agree wholeheartedly. You know, you said said. what you said, okay? (laughs) You know, sparkle, self-love, grit, ambition, healing, are some of the things that have already come out of this conversation. You know, I want to know how you continue to maintain the shine, right, of your sparkle in a world where there is, I don't want to say competition necessarily, but there's so many people Mm -hmm. out there who, you know, are trying to sell people something that is not Mm -hmm. for them, right? You're doing this because this is your heart's work and you really want people to fall in love Mm -hmm. with themselves. You're not selling 10 tips to find a sparkle, seven ways that, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, how do you remain authentic as you do your work? Yeah. I tell you all the time, you know, no one can do it like you, but also what God has for me is for me. Mm -hmm. 
And I say that to myself every day. You know, like I said, I used to compare my journey to other people. And um, people would also contact me and say, did you see what so-and-so did? And I would say, oh, my gosh. But then I had to learn to change that mindset and say, don't share that information with me anymore. Mm. Whatever she's doing, whatever he's doing, that's on them. That ain't got nothing to do with me. If it don't, it don't pay my bills, it don't concern me. Mm. And it's same thing with someone who has to say something negative about me. And I say, well, what did you tell them? You know, that was my first response. I'm like, well, what did you tell them when you heard that? Um, just like we talked about earlier, you know, I try to protect my energies at all costs. Right. So if that's having to unfollow someone, if that's having to, you know, block somebody, if that's having to do whatever, I have to be tunnel vision, right. To retain my sparkle. Cause like you said, there's a lot of competition out here and it can be disheartening. I mean, you could just, you could just log on social media. You'll see someone doing something phenomenal you know, hitting one of my, you know, goals and you could get down the dumps about it, but you can't, but you also have to be happy for other people. Yeah. If this person, if this person makes it on a certain platform before you, you have to be able to clap for them because how would you feel if they didn't clap for you? Right. Mm. Um, but I also give myself grace. So just like COVID-19, when it started happening and everything that I had worked so hard for was slowly slipping away, I gave myself grace and I, I allowed myself to cry. I allowed myself to stay in the bed and watch Netflix. I allowed myself not to make any moves without being strategic. When people were texting me and saying, oh, why don't you do this online? Or why don't you do this or this? And I said, you know what? I'm going to take a couple of days and, and, and get in my feelings. But then I'm going to boss back up. Okay. Right. And I'm going to think of something to do for me that works well for me. And so giving myself grace letting myself know, I know who the author of my next chapter is, so I'm not going to stress about it, but also being productive and pushing myself out of my own comfort zone to be a better Morgan. So I hope that answers your question, (laughs) your question about retaining my spark. It most definitely does. And you know what? I just want to give you this plug, right? Because we are about putting one another on here. Tell me more about your boss, Back Up Series, okay? I love the freaking title of that. Um, And, you know, transparency moment, I am a part of that series. I am super grateful for the opportunity to be able to be a part of the series. But tell us about it because I think that these, you know, um, this audience, this group of people most definitely need to be able to tune in. Yes. So this is my very first virtual week summit. Um, Something that is just going to keep us motivated and encouraged, both entrepreneurs and people in corporate. So each day is a different topic. So it's seven days. So like today is Sunday. It's self-care Sunday. So we have doctors talking, physicians, mental health experts, just giving people tips, tricks on, you know, how to navigate one right now during COVID-19, but also, you know, how to maintain, you know, self-care, um, the health facts out right now, you know, what we can do to stay healthy. Um, so it really is just a virtual week to keep people motivated, keep people encouraged and not sitting at home, you know, being down the dumps. So just hearing what other people are doing and, and like I said, just giving people support and encouragement during this tough time. I love that. You know, a lot of the conversation 
with COVID-19 is that you need to create, you need to produce, you need to be doing things that you shouldn't, I mean, excuse me, that you have not been doing before so that you can make money. And if you're not doing anything during this time, you're not um, entrepreneurial, you're lazy. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying it at that speed and that tone because to me, it's BS, right? People are going to take this time and use it how they best see fit. If they need to rest, they are going to rest. If they've already been thugging it out and grinding, that's what they're going to continue to do. If they're, you know, on the fence about creating, they're going to be on the fence and they're going to seek information that they need to either inspire them or to make them, you know, to help them make a decision about what their next move should be. And I appreciate you creating this series, right? And then bringing on a panel of experts to help people make those decisions and meet them where they are. You know, you are an entrepreneur. You don't have a traditional nine to five. Yet during these, you know, uncertain times, you are thinking of other people in a very significant way, right? You've tapped into your network so that other people can grow, reset, realign. And my hat is off to you because you're not pushing this message about what other people can be doing. You're saying like, hey, check this out. I want to help you. Here are some things that you can consider during this time. So thank you for that because it is completely refreshing. Oh, no. Yeah, my pleasure. I mean, anything, you know, I can do to help out. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur, but I thought I'd offer it, you know, at a super low cost. I mean, it's $7 um, just for, you know, people just to keep it moving and, you know, look at something positive than just, you know, what they see on TV right now. So it's my pleasure. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, Morgan, I have to ask, is there anything else pressing on your heart that you want to share Hmm. No, I'm just super blessed to, you know, be on this platform with you. Super blessed to have met you. I believe everything happens in God's timing. So um, I'm glad that we were able to connect. I hope people will check out my book and hopefully my book tour when it kicks back up. Um, Because the experience you get in person for my book tour is, is bananas. It's so empowering. It's so uplifting. Um, there's a whole lot of sparkle (laughs) in the room, but that's a good thing. Um, it's something what this world needs a little bit more of. And, you know, I would just love people just to, like I said, give each other grace, uplift each other. And if you have time, especially the ladies listening, please go volunteer in the schools for these young Mm -hmm. girls. Um, it can get really overwhelming. Oh God, I feel an ugly cry coming on. I'm a Pisces too. <laughs> it can be really overwhelming <laughs> um, to to just, you know, they they have so much adversity around them. And um, I work primarily in public schools. So they have, the issue is they don't, they see other girls who look like them, but then they're so mean to each other for no reason. And I cried in front of them at one session because I said, why are you guys so mean to each other? You all look like each other. When you step out of these doors, people are against you. One, because you're black. Two, because you're a woman. Three, because of the neighborhood that we live in. So why give, why, why be mean to each other? You're supposed to uplift each other. You're supposed to hold each other up. And it's like, you know how you feel when you all make fun of each other. How do you think it feels 
in out out there, out in those mm-hmm. doors. And then I tell them when I step outside, I'm viewed as a black woman. I get disrespected every day, especially as an entrepreneur. But I have to learn how to hold my head up high and uplift someone else. And so if you have an opportunity, please go work with these girls. Please show them the example. Please show them what they're capable capable of being. You know, they have these images on social media and, oh, Lord, Fashion Nova and all this other mm-hmm. stuff that they talk about. They need to see real, authentic women that are doing it and doing it for themselves. Um, so that's my one takeaway. I can talk about them all, all day long, but they really, truly need it, um, at, you know, at such an early age. Well said. Giving back is so important. Like I said, we need us. We are the ones we've been waiting for. Yeah. So I'm so glad that, you know, you put that out there. I encourage you to take her up on her charge, you know, find someone to mentor, help someone else find their sparkle. It is so key. And I'm sure that they will thank you the rest of your life or maybe one good time because we need it. Yes. We need it. You know, Morgan, every time I follow something that you're doing, I'm like, Oh, there it goes. Like, I love it. It's, it's so invigorating <laughs> and it's such a good reminder. Right. So thank you. My goodness. No, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. So we've gotten to the point in our conversation. We are, our guest who is taking center stage has a mic drop moment. Now the mic drop moment <laughs> is where you leave it all on the stage, Obama out, sexual chocolate, whichever you prefer. Okay. And <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, there's always something so special about when people leave it all on the stage. So you can take a moment and uh, think about what it is that you want to share and drop the mic on. And we are all ears. Hmm. I will leave y'all with this. Only you can stop you. And if you take that mindset with you every day, when you wake up and say, okay, I say, Morgan, only you can stop you. You know, um, I've pitched to people that I never thought would even respond to me. I've uh, applied for jobs that I never thought I would get. And it's really true. Only you can stop you. You know what? Oh. You're not supposed to say anything after the My Dry Moment, but since this is to get my life tour, we have to <laughs> close out. And, you know, I want people to just take a deep breath with me because I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. Oh, my gosh. Let the people know how they can stay connected with you so that they can find their sparkle and get their lives, Morgan. Yeah. So the best way is my Instagram, Morgan Angelique Owens. So M-O-R-G-A-N-A-N-G-E-L-I-Q-U-E-O-W-E-N-S. Um, you can also go to my website, MorganAOwens.com. You can find out more about Finding My Sparkle. And also the tour that hopefully will kick back up when uh, we're all over this COVID-19. Um, but those are the best two ways to connect with me. Awesome. And you do not want to miss an opportunity to connect with her. She has the Boss Back Up series, her book that is available online. She is extremely active on Instagram, LinkedIn too, where she shares a lot of resourceful 
information for entrepreneurs. So be sure to connect with her and make sure you know you approach her the right way when you do so. Uh, respect her her privacy in these digital streets. Um, but yeah. make sure that you stay <laughs> connected with her. The Get My Life Tour on social uh, media as well as with me. Let us know you know, some of the gems that you were able to take away and how you planned on finding your sparkle, okay? I am glad that you decided to show up for yourself. And Morgan, I am so glad that you took center stage with us today on Get My Life Tour. Oh, no, thank you so much. It's been you great. are welcome. Y'all, it has been real. I cannot wait until the next stop on tour. Be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe on social media, on the nine different listening platforms that the Get My Life Tour is available on and stay in the loop by joining the Get My Life Tour backstage Facebook community. Until the next time, it has been real. Peace. Mm-hmm.